Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, another little episode of the podcast. Uh, don't ask me what episode it is. I don't even know what day it is. I don't even know what time it is. I am just absolutely all over the place this week after having a rather big drinking session at the weekend. Um, first time I've properly been, properly been like proper steaming this weekend and proper See, I'm not even saying the right words. Proper steaming this year. Um, proper like first. First time I've just went, you know what, I'm just going to see what happens. I'm just going to drink as much as I want. And that went out of hand. Um, I unfortunately did rounds with someone that I probably shouldn't have done rounds with because I can't keep up with them. Or maybe I did keep up with them because they were probably equally steaming as me. Um, was stood at Sunday morning, well, one o'clock Sunday morning, cooking like as much pasta as was left in like the massive like two kilogram bag of pasta um, and I can't even remember what was in it I just remember like honestly so confused as to how this happened because I don't think we had coleslaw in in the house I looked under my phone screen like you know that uh, the screen protector so I've got one that like clips onto the back like to stop it breaking if it falls I had coleslaw under the screen protector ask me how that works I do not know I also was almost in the royal of Ellie didn't um, talk me out that I would have been in the Royal which would have been um, a dark day for for our RLS strength and performance in the 95 athlete I might have had to disband um, or just basically just announce liquidation if I had actually made it in there thankfully I didn't um, I've also got a video on my phone of me like with a pool cue in the toilet like potting like literally it's, it's a hard sentence to actually put together so there was a pint in the sink, almost a half pool, a half full pint in the sink, and I decided to get the spider and the pool cube and pot it. Nothing smashed, luckily. Cricket club, I'll you probably a pint glass if anything has happened to that. I'll I'll come clean right now. That was me. Um, most people do stranger things in the bathrooms nowadays, but I bring pool cues into the bathroom and and try to pot a pint in the sink. I, saying that sentence out loud doesn't even make sense. Um, but yeah, that was that was my Saturday. And I ate a lot of sandwiches as well. Um, so it was it was fun. But I have been in a deep dark um, hole the past two days of lack of concentration, procrastination, sleepiness, pulled a muscle in the back while I was sleeping, um, and generally just have not been at it. Like, I've, and I knew that. Like, I always every time I do go out and drink now, and I don't do it much. I don't bevy much at all anymore. It's been a massive kind of revelation for me this year and it's it's really helped me pull myself forward and my business forward big time. My focus, my performance, just everything's just been so much better. Like every time I do now drink, it's a case of like, I understand I'm going to have to not feel good for two days after, sometimes even three. Like it was hard to even get up this morning and I didn't, my last drink was on Saturday. Um, well, it was actually I had one on Sunday watching the football and um, it doesn't really count. And like I need to accept to myself, like I will not be good for the next two to three days. Um, and that's like, that's not just an exaggeration. That's a fact. Um, and I could not, um, I could not focus. Like I just cannot focus. Let me just turn my phone on and do not disturb because I can see that someone's maybe away to call me. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm okay with that. And that's a decision that I've made this year is that I'm not going to drink heavy almost much at all anymore because I know that the sacrifice that I have to make Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is not worth it 
um, based on what's important to me anymore. And this is not like an episode about alcohol because I know I speak about it a hell of a lot, but I have just been on a bit of like a journey of self-discovery when it comes to alcohol. Like I just know that it's not the most important thing in my life anymore and going out at the weekend and getting steaming is not important to me anymore. Like it is way down on the priority list. Like I'm happily, I'm easy to say no to things like that now. Like if someone asked me, you coming for a baby, come on, just come out. It doesn't bother me anymore and it doesn't make me any less of a friend. Like I'll still spend time with my friends and stuff like that, but I just am not anywhere near as interested. Um, and it kind of taps into like the thing that I'm going to speak about because what I am more interested in doing now is like, at the weekend, it is a chance for me to like recover and to chill out and to do things that I wouldn't be doing through the week. And that usually involves like maybe going away somewhere like for the weekend, maybe going away on a Sunday after football. It involves like physically and mentally recovering for the next week. Like my workload is heavy just now. Like I'm running a business pretty much on my own with 70 clients and it's it's busy. There's a lot happening this year. Um We've only been a year moved into the house. So like I had to make the decision at the start of this year, like I need a lot of my mental bandwidth. Like I don't have a massive mental bandwidth. Like I don't have the mental capacity to be able to actually do a lot during the day. Like I drain quite quickly. Every time I sit down at night just now, like I'll sit down at maybe eight o'clock at night once I've finished everything. I've been to the gym, I've been to football and, and I will be just dead to the world. Like I will not have much left within me. And it's something that I need to... I need to dedicate my resources accordingly. Like I need to know where I've got to put my resources and less of my resources are going into drinking nowadays. Um, and something, yeah, as I was speaking about, something that I do enjoy doing at the weekend is it going out for food. Like it's almost been like this replacement for the satisfaction that alcohol used to give me. Um, <clears throat> and it's something that I get like a big bug, like a, a buzz out of now like i enjoy eating loads of different things i enjoy eating loads of different foods like i fucking live for food like I, I love it like i know some people have different relationships with food and mine has evolved over the years from being like a very like black and white negative um never-ending cycle that went round and round of binge restrict binge restrict binge restrict and like like constantly i've always enjoyed food and i've always really enjoyed like Nice food. I've always enjoyed like eating, not like eating in expensive places, but like just like your standard kind of stuff, like going out for a pizza, going out for a burger, going out for tapas. Um, and my palate has evolved since I met Ellie, big time. Um, and I enjoy loads of different foods now. And like something I used to do, and then this is kind of what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about the phrase cheat meals or cheat day today and kind of that relationship with food, that black and white relationship um, and I'm going to basically tell you, like, straight from the off, why cheat meals and why cheat days are a load of bollocks, and you should really not be using that phrase. Now, nobody's going to put you in jail if you use that phrase. Nobody's going to, um, nobody's going to die if you use that phrase. But it is, it's the mindset that's attached to that phrase. It's not the phrase itself. It's the it's the mindset that's attached to that phrase. So, like in the past, I found myself maybe like 18, 19, 20. And like, I've spoken about this various times on the podcast. Like I used to eat as clean as I possibly could Monday through to post football on Saturday. And then what would happen was I would then go, okay, it's cheat day. It's like Saturday, it's cheat day. I can do what I want. I can drink what I want. I can eat what I want. And that in itself was, wasn't necessarily the harmful thing. Like it wasn't doing me any good. Let's be honest. Like I was over consuming calories massively and then making no progress and what I perceived my goal was, it was fat loss and it was always fat loss and it was always physique based. So 
when I ate that cheat meal, I would wake up on Sunday and I'd go, oh, you fucking idiot, like you've, you've fucked it. And what I would do was I would then go again and I'd go, right, okay, Sunday I can go and have a Dino's pizza. I can go and just eat loads. And then I'd give myself this ultimatum every single Sunday. I'd be like, right, tomorrow, back on it, back on it tomorrow, back on it. And the problem in that situation lay with the fact that I'd been drinking, I'd eaten loads, I was underslept because I'd been out till like four in the morning. And I woke up on Monday morning and gave myself this ultimatum about restricting calories majorly. So then what happened was like my hunger hormones were all over the place. I was hungrier than I probably normally would have been. My sleep was affected, therefore my hunger hormones were all over the place. Um, I was generally demotivated because I was still tired from the weekend. And I then tried to give myself an extra hard training session. What I would do is I would train on Monday and then I would have football. Therefore, I was trying to squeeze loads and loads in. And this is, it kind of became like a never ending cycle. Like I did that Monday to Friday, then the weekend would be the exact same because I would be like an absolute coiled spring. Um, and it wasn't healthy. It really wasn't healthy. And the phrase kind of cheat meals, it's, it comes from like various different places. Now it comes from probably a place of like the early YouTubers. So I'm trying to think of like some of the people that you probably think of. Um, I'm trying to think of who I even watched back then. Like I watched so many different people, like maybe like Matt does fitness and stuff like that. Maybe the early days of him, there was like Brandon Harden and like just like loads. Of, I mean, I can't even remember the name of all the YouTubers. Like I wasn't that much into bodybuilding YouTube, but one person I did watch all the time was Joe Corey, which always gives me a minute thinking about it. And like Jordan Shore and stuff like that. So Joe Corey was, he was sponsored by Optimum Nutrition and he used to put up videos all the time um, of like his diet. I've actually got the link right here and I really want to watch it. And I'm just going to like literally watch it as I'm speaking through this. Um, if it actually loads. Actually, you know what? I'd be better find it. Oh, no. So I've got it here. So we'd have like a supplement stack. Like I'm, I'm literally like watching it right now. Like a supplement stack was like honestly about 20 different um, pills. What's this he's having? He's having like literally tuna, like tuna with nothing on it for breakfast and saying it was amazing. He then goes, he goes to Tesco Extra and he's buying like low fat mince. I just try to think of this as one of the videos that I'd watched before. So yeah, now he's onto his lunch now and he's got zero calorie tomato ketchup. He's got a chicken breast with nothing on it, like just a chicken breast that's cooked. He's then got his B, his branch chain amino acids, um, sponsored from Optimum Nutrition. We now know that branch chain amino acids are extremely pointless. Um, he's now sitting down for his lunch. He has a steak, which to be fair looks like a good steak. We've now got frozen broccoli. Um, so there's a steak, broccoli, low-fat barbecue sauce, and I actually remember I used to do this. I used to literally have like steak with no seasoning because seasoning somehow was bad like no sauce nothing and literally just go well this is it this is the grind this is what i need to do and then i'm pretty sure at the end of this video this is one of the and here, here's his dinner a chicken breast with nothing on it and some broccoli and all he's drank all day is water which again is not the end of the world but it's just it was that mindset i remember and there's this one that was an hour and 15 as well and it was um i think this one's a little bit about how he used to get up at like four in the morning and jump on his uh, jump on his spin bike. But anyway, 
those were the kind of things that I used to watch. I used to watch that and I used to think like, this is this is the way that you've got to eat. No sauce on anything, no seasoning, no oils. Everything's got to look beige, not beige. It's got to look like, it's got to look clean. Like, no, like you just couldn't have any additional pointless calories. And those were the words that they used. Like, these are pointless. These are bad calories. Don't get your calories from juice. Don't get your calories from ice cream. Don't get your calories from anything until cheat day. And when cheat day comes around, oh, fuck, it's like you do whatever you want. And I remember watching some videos when, like, you'll have seen these, like, you know, these 5,000 calorie cheat day challenges and stuff like that. Like, I used to absolutely thrive off of watching those. Um, and I would have, like, I would have these cheat days and I would just go and just go absolutely, like, absolutely mental. Just eat as much as I could and think, like, okay, this is what you need to do. And I think the reasoning that I got behind it was that cheat days actually, like, because you eat so many calories, it actually increases your metabolism, like, which is, we all know is fucking... I mean, in theory, it kind of it because you eat so many calories for maybe the hour or hour after that cheat meal, your metabolism will have had to have increased to actually process that food just through the process of processing all the food within your stomach. So that's why they kind of throw terms in like that. Oh, it increases your metabolism, which isn't necessarily untrue, but for the benefit that you think you're getting is it's not true. It only increases your metabolism because you're probably eating 1800 calories Monday to Friday and then you eat 5,000 on the Saturday. And what happened to me was I, because I ate so quickly and I ate so much, I then got this really terrible acid reflux and really terrible indigestion. And I literally remember having to go to bed like Saturday night sometimes because I'd eaten too much or go to bed like, like after tea time on a, on a Sunday because I'd eaten too much because I'd had too much for my cheat meal. Um, and honestly, it was just, it just was a terrible mindset to get in, and there's a lot of kind of, there's a lot of stuff to back this up as well. So, like one study, it was 2012, Ganson and colleagues. So they basically studied 2,700 adolescents and young adults. A lot of these people that are um, partaking in this kind of this theory between 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 not between into into cheat meals, and it says among women. Engagement in cheat meals in the previous 12 months was associated with all seven types of eating disorder behaviors. Um, I won't list them, but they kind of involve things like binge eating, compulsive exercise, fasting behaviors. Um, and among men, it was associated with those three that I just mentioned, binge eating, compulsive exercise, and fasting behaviors. Um, and where's this next one? There was another little study that I had. Um, I can't actually see it just now, but it essentially in the research, it shows that anyone that partakes in cheat days, cheat meals, their associated behaviors all are linked to eating disorder, eat, disordered eating behaviors and eating disorders. Um, so things like binge eating disorder. Um, and uh, how can I not remember this? My brain's still, um, God's sake, anorexia and things like that eventually. Um, what's the other one? I, I can't remember the name. You know the one, bulimia. Um, that's the one I was looking for. So associated with things like this, because again, it's this black and white rule. I'm not meant to do this. I've cheated. I feel guilty. I then need to overlay restrict. And this is not a good mindset to get in. Now, I know a lot of people will be thinking, right, okay, so what's the reverse of this? Why, why does it benefit me to not use the phrase cheat meals and to not partake in cheat meals? Well, there's a couple of reasons for this and they may seem a little bit obvious, but I want to talk you through them. So if we remove the black and white rules, if we remove the theory behind having a cheat meal at the weekend, what we are then able to do is we're then able to 
essentially steady the ship. If we were to if we were to write it down right now, if I was to draw this out on a table for you and draw a line about what having a cheap meal and then having a restriction means, it would be it would be kind of low Monday to Friday. It would spike in terms of your calorie intake all the way up on Saturday and Sunday. And then it, again, people have different um different patterns with this, but it tends to mirror like a high calorie weekend pattern. And then Monday, they would be back to the restriction. So if we remove that that cheat meal and we remove that day and that mindset that Saturday and Sunday are the day where I absolutely binge and eat loads, then we can steady the ship and we can begin to have a little bit more of a flexible approach to food where on a Monday, we can have a tub of ice cream if we want to. On a Tuesday, we maybe have a bit of dark chocolate. On a Wednesday, we maybe have a packet of crisps and we don't feel guilty for it. And then on when Saturday comes, we don't necessarily feel like, right, okay, I've coiled myself all the way up until this moment. And then I go and smash 5,000 calories. By the way, that takes time. If you are someone that's deep into this kind of, this cheat meal um, ideology, and I don't know it's ideology, I think that's maybe a bit of a strong word. But if you're into this kind of cheat meal thing, like if I could explain my journey with it, it's that it took me honestly about a year to get out of that mindset I was still, and I still am in, in theory, within the mindset that Saturday and Sunday are the days where my calories are a little bit higher. But now it's not as, right, oh my God, like cheat meal day, cheat meal day. Like I'm counting down the days. I don't really think about it anywhere near as much anymore. Um, and that was a habit that was hard to break because it had always been Saturday was cheat day or Sunday was, was cheat day. Um, or both of them were cheat day, to be fair. And I just consumed as much as I can. But now... I've got a slightly more reserved approach to it where like I can include quote unquote unhealthy things through the week. And at the weekend, I'm then not as primed to go and do something like this. Therefore, on average, I actually probably maintain my physique better because I've got this much more steady approach to my calorie intake. And by the way, I don't track calories right now. So I'm not kind of basing this on actual numbers and actual evidence. I'm basing this on the way that I feel emotionally and I'm basing this on the occasional time that I do weigh myself. I've been sitting around about on average 87 kilograms now for like two years. Um, but see before, like it was, it was 90, it was 85, it was 92, it was 84 and it was up and down and it was constant fat loss phases and it was constant, um, constant diet. And I could never really find, um any kind of consistency so that's just again another reason why you maybe don't want to attach cheat meals to your week um it's for me as well it's like i must have been like a fucking annoying person to be with like why when i if i would go out for a meal or i would go for a pizza or i would go out to a restaurant, I would go, oh, this is this is my cheat meal. Like, this is my cheat meal. It's the only one I'm allowed this week. I'm not allowed to eat anything else. So if someone then asked me on Sunday, Ryan, fancy coming for like a McFlurry or something, I go, no, 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 can't. I've had my cheat meal already. Not allowed that. Can't do that. That's bad. And it's these, again, black and white, good, bad, healthy, unhealthy. Um, can't do that. Can't do this. It's rules. Like rules around food are something that we need to be really careful with. Because, like, as a human, we we always operate better when we've got, like, I think we always operate better when we've got, like, yeah, okay, structure, but a little bit of flexibility when it comes to eating. Um, I still, th like, I don't want to get people the wrong idea. Like, structure with your diet is good. Like, consistency with your diet is good. 
but it's rules in black and white. I can't or I cannot do that. That's not healthy. And it never, never usually works for anyone. I think like a lot of us, and for me as well, like I used to look at like um, these Mr. Olympia competitors and these people that were in bodybuilding, look at their diets. And what you would see is, is like pretty much this, they, they would do the cheat meal at the weekend and they would eat clean through the week. And I was watching this and I was like, well, look at the shape they're in. So it must work. But I was forgetting the fact that these people mostly were well, more than mostly, they were pretty much all on steroids and not telling you. Joe Corey was probably one of them as well. Like as I used to watch that, I'm looking at him, looking at his body, thinking, wow, like look at the shape he's in. It's amazing. Um, forgetting the fact that he was on steroids just because he was eating egg whites and chicken with no sauce on it. That that will get him in shape. Don't get me wrong. It's going to get him in shape. But I guarantee, I almost guarantee his relationship with food was terrible. And I don't know if it's any better now. He's still pretty fucking jacked. So I don't know if he still has that same relationship with food. But can he go out for a meal and actually enjoy it? I don't know. I don't know him well enough. I don't know anything to do with him anymore. Um, so I don't want to just like put his name into the hat. But I'm sure there's still so many people that did bodybuilding back in the day that still struggle with that. Um, I didn't actually officially do bodybuilding. I just tried to live the life of a bodybuilder and failed miserably, by the way. Like never got in any great shape and probably got down to about 6% body fat um, and actually gained nothing from it um, other than a bit of, um, what's the word? Uh, words don't come out too easily after a weekend on the drink. Um, what's the word? Oh, I can't actually remember it. Just like a bit of, fuck me. Honestly, someone's going to be shouting this. I don't, they maybe don't know the word. I'm going to Google it. What's the word for when like you need gratifications, kind of gratification, but I was looking for another word. Um, anyway, there wasn't the most important thing about this podcast. And another thing that I hear all the time as well is like, I've fallen off the wagon. Like, have you, have you ever heard that? You've probably said it before. Oh, I've fallen off the wagon. Oh, I've not been good this week. Your diet is a continuous thing. Like it's not something you're on or off. And the thing that we've got to blame for this is like the Atkins diet. We've got Slimming World. We've got all these things where you're either on it or you're off it. Your diet is a constant. If you're off your diet, you're fucking eating nothing. Like if you're off your diet and you've fallen off, technically that means you're not eating at all. You're always on your diet. Your diet is what you're daily intake and your weekly intake is made up of i like to look at diet more in the sense of what do we do on average over like a month over like a couple of months rather than it's like you have a daily pass mark or a weekly pass mark did you pass your diet this week no i had a bad diet this week and by the way i've probably asked the wrong questions in regards to this before as well i've asked people like, how was your diet this week that's maybe a question i need to actually change that's probably a question I need to change in my check-in when I'm actually thinking about it. Like you don't pass or fail your diet on a weekly basis. You are the average of what you eat and how you train and what the way that you treat your body, the way that you sleep, the way that you manage your stress, your body. There's a book that I've read before. It's like your body keeps the score and it will keep the score of what you feed it and what you do to it. And by the end of the month, if we think about the very, we're at the start of the month right now. We think about the third of May. If we come back on the third of June, and we look at what our body feels like and what it looks like in comparison to what it looks like now, that will be the outcome of the things you have done to it on average over this month. And I think that's much more of an easy way to look at it than thinking you were on the wagon or off the wagon. Um, 
so yeah, remove that one. That's another one to remove. Falling off the wagon. We're always on the wagon. We're never off of it. We just need to um we just need to be better on average, is what I think. Um and finally, like I think you need to remember that like eating for pleasure, like eating for pleasure and enjoying your food plays a very important role in long-term success with your eating. Even if you're trying to lose weight, even if you have a burger at the weekend, you go through a ruse leap. If anyone knows ruse leap, then you'll know what I'm on about. If you don't, then never mind. Um we all have needs for pleasure, variety, balance when it comes to our food. And this comes in the form of healthy, nutritious things like salads and nuts and lean meats and all these kind of things. These things that we classify as into the healthy bracket. But sometimes it doesn't come in the form of healthy things. Sometimes it comes in the form of a big, sweaty, greasy bit of pizza that's dipped in some garlic mayonnaise and it's got a stuffed crust. And then we have Ben and Jerry's ice cream after Sometimes that in itself can be helpful towards your diet. Look, some people will tell you, no, no, you're not allowed to do that. That's terrible. Don't treat your body that way. Don't put sugar in your body. These charlatans that think it's all about following one rule. Rules, as we've spoken about, do not work in my opinion. It's a case of making sure that you include some of this stuff sometimes. If you love fucking ice cream, don't try to cut it out. It's the wrong thing to do. If you fucking love burgers, why take away the thing that you love altogether? If you love chocolate, why take away the thing that you love altogether? I hate the word, but like you've heard it over and over again, moderation um, is is the key. Moderation is the key. Um, and on average, this is American, so the number might be a little bit lower for, for Brits. We spend 32,000, just over 32,000 hours eating and drinking beverages in their lifetime. Imagine that every hour of that time um, you're feeling guilty or you're feeling like there's rules or you're feeling like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do this. I better make sure this is clean. I better make sure this is healthy and not unhealthy. Oh, this is bad. Imagine we spend even just like one third of the time, 10,000 hours eating and feeling that way. Um, I believe that the first step in your journey to improving your relationship with food, if you do use these words, if you do use cheat meal, and I'm figuring there's quite a few people that do. I asked it on a poll not that long ago, um, maybe a couple of weeks ago, who still uses the terminology cheat meal or asked it in some sort of way along those lines. And there was a good like 15 people that still said they do. So call a meal what it is. A burger is a burger. If it's fucking tasty, it's fucking tasty. It's not a cheat meal. Um, you've not cheated. Call it what it is, a meal. Um, remind yourself that balance, variety, nutrition, and nutritional value within your food is important in the bigger picture. But there's no guilt that needs to accompany eating something that you truly want and enjoy. Um, some of my best times have honestly been like eating eating food. Like some of, anytime I go and travel, anytime I go away, I've been to like Amsterdam, Prague, um, even over in Australia. Like some of the best times in my life, probably like some of my favorite memories, especially with like Ellie, because we, I mean, another word that I really hate is foodies, but let's let's call it that if you want. Um, like some of our most memorable moments have been when I've been like sat down for a meal a place in Prague we went to called Pasta Fresca um, like the pasta got made in front of you like fresh and it was proper like Italian um, that was honestly like one of the best experiences of my life like the food in there was unbelievable um, in Amsterdam I'm trying to think of the place that we went to that I think it was called like the butcher or something it was just like a pretty basic place but they did burgers um, like some of the coffees that I've had like I remember that more so than a lot. But if you'd asked me to go and do that when I was like 19, 
I would have probably said, no, I can't have that burger or no, I can't have that pizza because like I've already had a cheap meal or I've already, fuck that. Like if you're someone, especially someone that enjoys food and especially someone that values going out for meals and enjoys spending time with your friends or your partner or your family while eating, remove this right now. Take it out of your terminology. I never want to hear you say it again, ever. I will come to your door and I will do absolutely nothing. But please remove it from your terminology. It's not a cheap meal. It's just a meal that can be included in your daily intake, your weekly intake. Um, so yeah, hopefully that was useful. Hopefully that then takes that out of your uh, out of your dictionary, and then we can uh, we can move on and we can begin to call a burger a burger and a pizza a pizza, an ice cream an ice cream.